0: Welcome to the Spirit for Success
1: podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to our live podcast for those of you who are joining us in the Kick Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs group, and for those of you who are joining us later um, in the recording. So, thank you for participating with us today. And I'm going to throw it over to Therese to tell us a little bit about the topic today, which has been very. what's the word it's very bit very much been in our faces the last week so we thought we'd uh, talk about it more
0: <laughs> I'm, and I'm like trying to um, do all the behind-the-scenes Facebook oh, stuff okay. right now you so but, hi guys hi we're talking about authenticity that's the blanket term we're going to use for all the goodness that's about to come up today and there's so many deep things happening uh, and as I'm write, saying happening, I'm writing the word happening. <laughs> and I am hitting, okay, there we go. Now I'm all with done. you guys again. Beautiful. So I'm what with we, you.
1: The topic we wanted to cover, which is what got a lot of people to be interested in this podcast is how to be seen in the crowd of people that are doing the same things that you do, whether you're in a business or a career, it's all about standing out. And how do you do that? And the answer is?
0: Authenticity, authenticity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make music to that later, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, I am. I am. (laughs) Brilliant. So tell us a little bit about your version of authenticity. What does that look like?
0: Well, you know, obviously we have a business. That's why you're here with us right now. And just like everybody else who is doing this for themselves, who is putting their work out there, as a small business trying to grow, Rach and I are learning about all the things and all the things guys. There's so many things I need. I need like a bottle of wine to deal with all the things that we're supposed to do to be, <laughs> I know, right? you to be successful. Right. And bring successful entrepreneurs. There's so many things and it's very overwhelming and it's very confusing. And then you see the people at the top who are ahead of you on the journey. And you see what their polished, finished work, mm-hmm. and you start to really break into a, a sweat. That that's where I'm supposed to be, and I think that this can translate. I don't think this is just about being an entrepreneur, although that's the angle we'll be talking about. I think this translates really to being a. <laughs> I'm going to say a woman because that's my perspective. Uh, but being out there, and especially with social media, especially with how open our lives have become, um, that there's this idea that there's a right way to do it. And we're calling bullshit on it. bullshit on it. <laughs> bullshit.
1: <laughs> agree. Totally agree. Um, the thing that sort of came up for me when we started talking about this topic was um, how... It's one thing to be out there and be original and be authentic and be yourself, but there's also a fear and a hesitancy around doing that because the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection all comes up. Um, you know, what if the the parts of me that I want to put out there are, are not acceptable in some way, shape or form? And if that invites ridicule and um, blame, not, not blame, blame's not the word, but um you know, people calling shaming. you out as a shaming. Yeah, calling you out as a fraud. That's one of the, the biggest fears that most entrepreneurs come across. So um, for me it was getting around, you know, authenticity and, and starting to share um, all of who I am because Therese called me out. You no, know,
0: I called us both out. Well, We're gonna talk about yeah, this here. Okay,
1: we'll talk talk about it now.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it now. How how let's hear your side of the story. How did
1: I call you out? <laughs> wow. Um so I'm doing, I'm, I'm back to work and, and stepping back into the business big time, like I've not done in a long time, being pregnant and, and, you know, having a baby and recovery and all that jazz and putting my stuff out there again. So the source for shift specifically, and, and obviously the work that we do, I love working with Therese and it feels quite safe <laughs> to do with Therese because out of the that she's more woo-woo than I am that that's not actually true either <laughs> but from what most people see it's generally the way that it's kind of portrayed i tend to be the more the the results coaching the the technical the logical um, the strategies that sort of stuff um, but there's a big part of me that's very much in the the spiritual space that works with energy that uh, loves working with my team and spirit and and when things get tough you know it's not just Therese that i call on it's actually my team in spirit so and there's a lot of things that i haven't really been um talking about or admitting to the larger public and she called me out on that because I was getting caught up in with my source for shift um you know fearing that the people who are looking at it or might do the training are going to think it's too woo-woo or too out there and miss the gold that's in it so she called <laughs> called me out called bullshit on <laughs> my story <laughs> Today's well today. let's I would like to to
0: insert here that what I, I, what I was saying to her, um, her comfort zone, um, where she feels really at home and um, can spend a lot of time, right, is in the technical, the logical the, the left hemisphere. It's easy for her. that's easy, easy place to be, and she understands it well. Um, and I think it's it's a, a place that we are given permission in, on the whole to explore. We're encouraged to explore it. We're rewarded for exploring it. Um, if we can create a degree and live there, you know, in some way, like make a career out of being there, that, that's actually, give it, you're given accolades for doing that. That makes you acceptable in society. And so it's very much safe to be there. Um, but what I had pointed out to her, uh, and, and, and I called myself up on this too. Now, I am further out into the woods, if you will, when it comes to spirituality and all things magical. Um, to live living by the way. <laughs> I love that. Oh, tingles, tingling body. I love that. Yeah. Um, And I am, but even I caught myself doing this and I'm putting this out there for both of us Mm. because we're, we are authentically done apologizing for it. And here's what I caught. I caught her doing it, but I saw it in myself. And that is that we have a lot of bold statements to make, a lot of deep beliefs, a lot of beautiful experiences that are coming from exploring our creative, our spiritual, our chaotic, our open, our undefined side, the side that isn't given accolades for being that way. In fact, what are you if you're that way? You're a space case. You know, one of my nicknames growing up was Spacey Tracy, you know, and so you're Spacey, you're a daydreamer, you've got your head in the clouds, you live in la-la land. Um, It progresses to you, your spiritual, um, your woo-woo, which is my favorite safe word to put on it. Um, <laughs> tree hug and hippie, dirty hippie, all any hippie reference, right? Um so we're not given rewards for showing this side of ourselves. And in fact, we're given. we are um what's the word I'm looking for here, Rach? I'm so deep into this. It's like we're ridiculed. Ridiculed. We're actually ridiculed ridiculed for going there and I wouldn't say everybody does this and then I'm yeah. sure people who are part of our tribe and watching this they're like hell no that's awesome I love it when you do that go deeper is usually what they say to us um but in general we are ridiculed this is meant to be something that we keep to ourselves and this is different than religion and I'm going to say that because the religion is the house with which it makes it acceptable you know the how the the guy It's the group that you put yourself in. But the actual beliefs around it become very personal, even for religious people. They go into a deeper belief, which they may or may not share with their group, with their community, because it might vary a little bit from what's acceptable, from what's okay. They might have their own take on it. Well, one of the things we caught ourselves doing was um, always putting like little air quotes around some of the more Magical stuff that we say now. Magical for me is not a word that I use to hide it. I like that word. I feel very good with that word. That word works for me. But when I start, when you start hearing me say now, this might be a little woo-woo. That's my little catchphrase for um, kind of giving. It is. It is. It's like I'm getting, I'm giving myself the parachute, the out, right? That even I think this is a little out there.
1: (laughs) And it is. But it's but depending on the person's standards, like for me when she starts talking woo woo and plenty of other people I know and people in business I know, um, to me it's 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 all part of it because it's part of my world. And I find, you know, this sort of brings it back to this whole how to be seen in a sea of people is You've got to be dare you've got to dare to be yourself and every part of you because while where, you know, I'm I'm a coach and she's a psychic and you know, there's people in that are doing the same network marketing products and then there's people doing the same um, you know, coaching and healing modality or whatever it is, the thing that makes you different is you, is every part of you. The pieces of you that don't um, aren't part of the normal group of things, if that makes any sense. I'm trying not to put labels on anything, but you understand what I mean. Mainstream. Uh, Yeah, we do.
0: I mean, if you think about it that way, it's the parts of you that um, quirks or enhancements or whatever you want to call them, but it's things that stand out that people remember. Mm. About you.
1: Well, when I'm working with clients, this is one of the things that I do because they usually come to me and they're like a, a massage therapist or a this or a that, but they've got these other pieces that they've done. Um, so the thing that I look at is what what does it look like when we bring it all together? Like I know a friend of mine I was talking to to her this morning and she really loves cooking and she's very much into coaching and the healing arts and herbs. And I'm like, Well, how about you bring it all together? You know, do a little video show that shows cooking recipes that include healing herbs that deal with certain problems. That you know, not only on a, um, a physical front, but deal with them on an emotional front. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hadn't thought about that. But that then, using all of her uniqueness, makes her stand out from the crowd.
0: I'm just seeing people <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook
1: sprung. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, people. Feel free to to send in questions as we we talk, because we would love to answer any questions you've got. Absolutely. Well, we're also going to ask. uh, Now, this is broadcasting
0: live in our Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs group. I did share it to my own Facebook page. But it's broadcasting in there. And for those Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladies, um, we will have some questions for you that if you dare to answer we'll be answering them ourselves too
1: um i forgot to pre prepare some answers but that will be good
0: it's funny because i actually came up with these questions and i sent them to Rach, and then we both went doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> damn She had to go and mention it now we're gonna do it <laughs> well authenticity yes. authenticity is brought about by a
1: willingness to be vulnerable yes by a
0: willingness to be vulnerable.
1: Here's the thing that it does though, too, when I talk about this, I've talked about, you know, vulnerability being a superpower and what it does is it builds trust it builds, like when you can see someone being really open and honest about their fuck-ups and their failures to say, hey, I'm not perfect. It makes you feel more comfortable with them because all of a sudden the, you, take, you can take the pressure off yourself and go, oh, well, the, you know, this person that I put up here in this pedestal, because that's what a lot of people do. Um, well, they're not perfect and they fuck up and they get things wrong and they're not always perfect with their diet or their, their business or whatever. So then it gives everyone else around them permission to not have to be perfect. huge <laughs> Excuse me, stress off. So it's the vulnerability, Being daring to be vulnerable builds um, rapport. It builds trust. It builds likability in whatever it is that you're doing.
0: Absolutely. But also, if you're constantly holding back because you're judging yourself, mm. you're inviting the judgment. That's the weird part, right? We don't want to be judged. But in truth, the energy of judgment, of us judging ourselves, invites judgment. Like attracts like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and the thing is, even if people don't claim to be intuitive or psychic in any way, mm. they'll sense that there's something not quite right, you know, in the state of Denmark here. They're, they're, you know, <laughs> something's off. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just don't trust that person. Mm. Um, and and we were also talking earlier, um, Rachel and I, when we were chatting on the phone that authenticity just like everything else that we're we are teaching and learning about is a um present activity it's not a done deal you don't just figure it out and good you're authentic nope it's a choice that you have to make as soon as you turn on your live streaming facebook podcast and
1: (laughs) (laughs) and whenever
0: exactly whenever you're about to blog about yourself or, or put yourself out there in any way as soon as someone says who are you the moment before you answer is the choice that you make am i going to be vulnerable mm-hmm. am i going to be authentic and whatever comes up at this moment is the truth it is my truth and my truth can shift now that's the amazing thing it's not set in stone
1: that's what i love about being this is the kind of the characteristic of someone who's really open-minded and i put myself in that category um, And the struggle with being open-minded is that I can have an opinion and then I'm met with other people who have different opinions or different information and my opinion can change. And it's not because I want them to like me, which is something you've got to assess for yourself as you do that. For me, it's like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. I can see how that can happen or I can see how that works. And then someone else will come out with a completely, I see it in my Facebook all the time. Right, I'll put in a, a post out, whatever it is, Someone will comment and give me more information, which changes my view of it a little bit. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see how that would work. And then someone comes up and puts a completely contrarian (laughs) version of it um, that contradicts or whatever is completely opposite on the other side. And I'm like, huh, well, I can see that too. And then I find myself going, oh, I don't want to say anything because then it's going to look like, so see, then it's, I'm fearing the judgment. Mm -hmm. Well, I know what I'm thinking and how it's all working. But there's looking at the perception of it and changing my behavior to suit the perception, which I'm just mind-reading. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And I read a really interesting article today. I was going through a whole bunch of these different articles. And the article was specifically in reference to building a team, like becoming the leader of a team. And it was saying to build a good team, it's easy to pick people who agree with you mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. That's the easy road. But to build a good team, is you mm-hmm. get a group of smart people together who, have, who are going to help build on your ideas, challenge sometimes mm-hmm. your ideas, and challenge you to grow. And I have a beautiful example of this. I put information out there recently that was a little controversial, and I feel, um, but I felt it was something I wanted to share because I wanted to find more people who, and have a conversation about it. And a really good friend came back, and she had contrary beliefs about it. And what was interesting, what was really interesting, was rather than start to feel insecure about my point of view, was to really sit with it and consider what she was saying, and then consider why I believe what I believed. And what it did for me is it deepened my sense of knowing my, who I was, that, that contrast. When someone can provide you with contrast, I mean, we can look at criticism and feel like we're being attacked, or that it's negative, or they don't like us, or put all of our agendas on top of it, or we can just see the contrast, see that they're offering a different point of view, and then really look at, do I believe what I say I believe? Mm -hmm. And if so, why? Why is this
1: important to me? It was beautiful. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm highly recommend it, and this is where this is the kind of antidote which we, we still, we're getting to around you know putting yourself out there, and the the fear of that is obviously being rejected or judged or ridiculed for it. Um, but it's then coming back to the the mindset or the the perception or the, not the perception. It's yeah. Let's go with mindset. Can't think of the right word right now. But let's have the mindset. Have the mindset that it's their perception. It's their view of the world. You don't have to take that view on, but you can question your own to come back to or find more, like Therese said, depth in her truth. And it might be that that person comes up and says something. You know, it's not judgmental, but they'll have a have a view on whatever it is that you're putting out there. To be able to sit back and and consider or contemplate what that is, to see if any of it is actually relevant to you, and you're allowed to then change your mind because. You've gotten new information, a new perspective, a new way of looking at it. And that is the way that, you know, from a, um, an emotionally mature perspective is that you're able to have this criticism or judgment or whatever come at you and you're able to look at it with through objective eyes to take on what you want to take on and to leave what you don't want to, want, don't want to hold on to. But all the way around having this knowledge that it's not a personal thing about you. It's just a perspective, and then once you, once you can get into that space, then people can share their views, and you can go, okay, that's an interesting point of view. I can see how you would think that. You don't have to take it on. That's that's it's, there's my little clever piece of how you can deal with that in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and it's it's um, it's interesting how we believe that uh, that we really get into this idea that we have to hold like lock down on a thought and hold on to it. Um, and in some spiritual cultures, it's considered sort of a flaw that you need to get over <laughs> of locking down and holding on to something. Mm. But rather, that the universe, that energy is expanding. It's constantly flowing and expanding. It's adapting, it's changing. And as soon as we, I mean, they even say that as soon as we, uh, the Taoists say this, as soon as you name something, it is not the thing that you named it at. So it tried mm. to name God, for example, they wouldn't call God, God, or energy, God, or energy, energy. They probably would leave it nameless because as soon as you try to define it, you have limited it
1: mm.
0: into a space and it can no longer be what it actually is, which is and an expanding force.
1: And generally, the, that that um, the whole naming thing is because words are defined by subjective perception. So whatever, we can use the same words. Like, Therese and I can talk about energy, but I can have a completely different perception of it based on my experience of the world. And so while we're using the same word, the actual experience of that word, or perception of it, can be completely different. And we see this in relationships all the time, let's be honest. Um, mine, not so much, because we've done a lot of work. But I see, I mean, as, when I was a relationship coach, I used to hear hear both sides, and they'd be talking about, the same words, but the meaning they had around it was completely different, which is where the conflict was. So words are limiting in that way. But also know that as you're um, being authentic, that the words that people use to judge you or whatever label they put on you is, again, their perception, their experience of that word, which might you might take it as being judged or ridiculed, but they might have a completely different take on that word, which is why I tend to, when I feel that energy of it's not conflict but yeah let me it's conflict let's put it that way Um, then there's an opportunity to ask the question okay what did you mean by that so that you can get their more information about their perception to understand where they're coming from or to you know change or explore each other's point of view
0: (laughs) i just have to note that First of all, I'm getting distracted because I've got two screens going. So if you see my eyes going sideways, it's not because I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, it's not a hard eye roll over here at what she's saying. I'm literally looking at (laughs) what's going on in the Facebook group too, (laughs) just to clarify number one. Um, Since you mentioned the power of words, I thought, why don't we talk about authenticity itself, Mm -hmm. and maybe start by saying what it's what we would say it's not what's not authenticity
1: what's not authenticity Ooh, masks comes to mind like when you say okay as an example um when someone asks you you know how your day is and the first thing you do is go oh it's fine i'm great it's good but inside i'm struggling with this i haven't had any sleep i haven't had coffee i've got pms and my kids not stop crying <laughs> <laughs> that's the reality of it so that that's that's not authentic that said it's not always appropriate to then offload everything (laughs) that's what i was going to say
0: the guy at the grocery store checkout probably doesn't want to know all that he was just being polite
1: (laughs) but that's that's authentic as an example but it's not necessarily always appropriate to be completely authentic in that moment
0: (laughs) absolutely but when you are working with your business partner or Mm -hmm. talking to a good friend and you're struggling with something um and it might even feel personal like something between you two or a misunderstanding it is not authentic
1: to be like oh i'm fine that's -hmm. such a loaded answer right there (laughs) it's one thing that we do well is pull each other up on any kind of that stuff and and talk through it and allow each other to be completely authentic in each other's emotions around the stuff. The beautiful thing is both of us have gotten to such a great place that if something comes up with like, okay, I need to let you know that I feel this, but I'm also very aware this is my stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. This this is, it's so interesting because um, the more authentic you are with the other person, the easier it is to know what's your stuff too.
1: Yeah. So what else would you put in the bucket of it's, it's not authentic? Formulation, mm. Describe
0: formulating. That. Okay, I mean, in terms of maybe for business, let's put it back in that okay. category, or even dating. This would work for dating too. Formulating a persona oh. that I am a spiritual. You know, like I'm a guru. I'm a. What does that look like? What does it look like to be spiritual? Like saying the things, almost like personal branding on your personality. Branding your personality. That's not authentic. But I do see that there's a temptation to do it. And I see that there is even some maybe coaching to do it Mm -hmm. out there, Mm -hmm. which is dangerous. It's dangerous um, to create a persona. Mm -hmm. Because eventually, especially when you've got live interaction and one-on-one with people, um, they'll be expecting something from you. At some point, you won't be able to deliver.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this sort of comes back to, um, you know, the other part that I wanted to talk about in this podcast was uh, how to filter for those who you do want to work with, because we talked about, you know, it's a sea of people that are all doing this amazing stuff and everybody's got this, um, you know, miracle way of doing things This this quicker, this is better. This is, you know, and when it comes to, I mean, particularly we've been looking at a lot of marketing stuff lately, it's like, well, there's so many people out there teaching marketing in different, Strategies like how do you freaking know which one? So I'll I'll throw it to you. What what would you say to that? I know what my answers are, but I'm gonna throw it to you to see what what you think. That's a
0: big question because it's so it's oversaturated, and I am somebody who gets um, shiny object syndrome. When I want (laughs) something, and if someone promises me an answer, I'll go down the rabbit hole until I feel like there's a like I'll stick around with them until I feel a weird shift in energy. Mm. Yep. Um, so sometimes for me, it's my own desire gets in the way of being able to see it. Even as someone who is, you know, turned in tuned on mm-hmm. that made no sense. The turned in tuned on. I know. What you <laughs> this mean. should be wine. it's tea. It's tea. It's <laughs> not doing its job, <laughs> but you guys get what I mean. Um, when my desire is great, so usually, and sometimes desire could be also desperation. Like I really need Mm. the answer that I get really sucked into marketing. And I think that some people prey on that and you've got, you just got to be clear. First of all, um, one of the things Rachel and I teach is tuning into your intuition before you go shiny object syndrome is tuning in and like, can I get the answer from myself and where am i at emotionally now because it's kind of like when you go therapeutic shopping mm. right you're just trying to put a band-aid on it but you're online shopping and it's for people and for products and for how to be better at what you do mm. there's a lot of shiny objects out there and sometimes you're going to end up with buyer's remorse am i on topic or did i go down a rabbit hole a little bit of both but you're fine <laughs> okay go no, but i'm going to pass it back to you yeah,
1: so for me, um, you know, I look, I'll put my head up and say I get stuck on the shiny object syndrome too, but there are a couple of things that I've, I've started to do more um, in the last year or so around because I, I get inundated and I know every time I log on to Facebook, like, everybody is saying, you know, check me out, look what I've done. And that's great, but as a consumer, someone who's kind of in it, it's like, oh, God, I just shut the fuck up. Just, <laughs> like, everybody step back. <laughs> but... Yeah. but, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. so, but what i've had to do is i've had to step back and sort of tune in with my team and go hey i need a solution for this and just kind of let go of it and then as things show up you know sometimes there's been a couple of people whose stuff has shown up in my feed or it's come to me multiple ways when i for me that's an indicator of oh i should look at that because it's come to me multiple ways um energetically and the other thing i do is i sit down and i just Tune everything else out and tune into, um, so it's an intuitive thing, to feel into the person, the product, the training or whatever it happens to be and just feel. Does it feel good? Does it feel right? Does it feel right for now? Because sometimes it's just not right now, a little bit later. Um, And that's how I've gotten a couple of really, really good training programs that have given me quantum leap stuff. And then stage two, I'll get back to that. I'll come back to that. You go.
0: No, I just want to say, as you're talking about this, I want to say that I find that it's not just, we're not just limiting this to marketing or marketers or people mm-hmm. who are who are coaching. I don't want to um, give off the impression that we're dogging anybody. No. That's not it. Because, for example, when you said that, the, new, the thing about something coming up in your feed or seeing a person over and over again, it reminded me of, of before I... <laughs> I have to laugh because I'm mentioning it again. Before I signed up for Gaia, the, the TV <laughs> show network, I do not get paid by Gaia to talk about them. I just want to always make that clear. It had come. I shut up. <laughs> oh my Stop gosh, laughing at me. I'm a Gaia slut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But seriously. seriously. When did seriously. the vagina say, so that's good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, <laughs> keep going. It came up in my feed several times and it was a thing of like, I'm going to, you know, uh, whatever aliens again, yoga again. But it was like, it was consistent. Their marketing was really good because they're consistent. And the algorithm on Facebook knows me too well because they're spying on me. Anyway, (laughs) when you get on Gaia, it's like a smorgasbord of heavenly programs and shows. And there's just so much to watch, but I find that just like with all the marketing and all the all the programs we could buy, there are so many shows on there that the same thing happens as you start to get overwhelmed the massive amount of information. And I'm not saying that any one of those shows is not a great show or isn't a good presenter or doesn't have a great case for their facts, but um, you know, it was it is it's that sense of overwhelm. Like just you've got to start checking back in with yourself because what happened for me is i went and i went to every show and it's like every night i was watching four different episodes of somebody something um and at some point it was like what is me what is my thought on all of this now that i have absorbed all this information coming at me i had to go uh back in back inward and be like okay what's teresa's take on this what do i feel is right what's working for me what should i just let go of because it's it's coming up against my own sense of authenticity (laughs) i don't don't jive with that
1: and that's that's the important part about all of this whether it's um you know putting yourself out there in in an authentic way or um, responding in an authentic way or looking for the um the solutions that are going to be right for you it all comes back to going internal and feeling and listening um, to your inner voice as opposed to the external voices that are, you know judging and shouting at you and look at me and all the good stuff. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna hand the back. And them- <laughs> well we were talking okay uh,
0: so what we were talking about is what authenticity mm. was not and why? Um, specifically we had started this conversation with what might not be working. If you are an entrepreneur or you're putting yourself, yourself, out there in some way, your work. And if you're trying to follow a formula, something that's too formulaic, something that's asking you to, um, for example, we both listened to a radio show by Allie Brown. She has got a podcast called Glambition Radio, and she was talking about this in her podcast. And we took a, li- a listen and she was talking about coaches coaches who coach other coaches or or help, you know, they're, they're helping entrepreneurs and how the whole focus was that you have to create the illusion of the lifestyle, mm. the lifestyle, the lifestyle, the lifestyle. And the whole idea behind it is this is who I'm going to be. Mm. But you're presenting it to them as this is who I am. Mm. And that's that whole thing about uh, and how it can cause kind of a feeling of schizophrenia probably inside the person who is trying to maintain both. Like this is their reality is that they're a single mom with two kids who, you know, still lives with her parents. But she's trying to present that she's, you know, on the beach of Oka Raton, you know, with her nanny in the background or, or something. And it's not going to keep up. You're not going to be able to keep up with that.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too is with this authenticity, um, it's also a really good way to filter your audience for your ideal clients. Now, here's the thing. If you're putting it out there that you're more straight-laced and um, more technical and more this or more that than you are um, or different to what you are, then you're going to attract in people that match that. But you're going to be constantly having to think about who you are, what you say, what you do, so that you stay in alignment with what you've put out there, which is really freaking exhausting for a start. But then you can't be yourself with this audience because you haven't given them yourself to start with. It's the same in relationships. I talk about this in relationships too, that if you start the dating process pretending to be something you're not, then they get used to and fall in love with that person and then you feel like you can't be yourself because...
0: The perfect, the perfect example is having like the waist trainer thing on the fake boob, like the chicken cutlets in your boob or the new, or have you seen that new bra? It's just like sucks to your boobs and then you tighten it and it like gives you massive cleavage. Has anybody seen this? I look at that and I'm like, really? Like when, what happens when that suction cup just, yeah, goes. I what, what boom just like goes flying out. And you're just like <laughs> lopsided for the rest of the night. yeah I don't know, but you know what I mean? But, and the hair extensions mm. and the, the, Oh my God, I saw this thing and I won't lie. There's a part of me that's like, I kind of want to try that, but it just, it's, it has to do with not feeling okay with who you are. They have a, a thing now you can put on your mouth. Have you seen this? It's some. It's a weird device. It's kind of like a penis pump for your lips is what I think is where it came from. Like a, some woman must have been like, I wonder what will happen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just night at school, but sucking cock, that's a great. <laughs> I know, my lips look amazing after some penis. But, <laughs> but they, there's this thing that you can get. You stick it on your lips and it gives you those like duck-billed lips. Awesome. So just imagine though, if you were about to go home with somebody and about to like have sex with them, and you like you have to pull your fall out, and your your duck lips deflate, and your boobs like flunk, and then your waist is like oh, blah, 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 right in the spanx, just trying yeah. to get the spanx off, it's like, come on, that is the and and that's what's happening to us on social media as we have so so many people are out there and online and we can see into people's homes and a weird, which is, you know, as it's bringing out our own voyeuristic tendencies, you know, like what's going on in there? Yeah. What, what's, what's happening in your home? Right. So we're seeing into people's homes where, um, now everybody's got lighting studios. Oh my fucking God. I mean, just, you've got to get the lighting you've got to get the angle you've got to create this background you've got to make sure your clothes are pressed and oh my gosh if you're doing uh videos I'm going on a tangent but if you're doing videos you've got to have five outfits prepped and ready to go right because so it looks like you did it on different days and you weren't thinking about it or one of Rach and I's favorites is when you know they're in a hotel room you know that's not their home because it's so generic (laughs) looking and and neutral tones. It's just, I mean, maybe someone's got a generic neutral tone, and that's okay. tone. Yeah. But you, and, and even Rachel and I were like, man, we should probably, that looks really good. Because it does. Let's not lie. It looks good. The, la- the lady with the chicken cutlet boobs and the waist trainer spanks and the duck lips, um, the
1: long mermaid hair, she looks great. But it's not- we don't know who she is. It's not real though. And it's it's, sooner or later it comes out like, Take some guy to the bedroom. he's like, No, I mean you can't hide that shit. And it's the same in your business. It's the same in relationships. Same in you know with your health. It's every with every area. You can't keep up a false pretense. At least not for a long period of time. And then of course holding on to it. There's always going to be this fear of being caught out as a fraud. So the way around that is to be authentic, warts and all, <laughs> because then the people that yes. like you for you are going to be the ones that follow you or work with you or um. Fall in love with you, and they're gonna fall in love.
0: And here's the beauty: is that because we, as consumers, because Rachel and I are consumers too, we're so inundated with this edited, lifestyley look that it's almost having the opposite effect
1: on people. Yeah. It's because everybody like, does it. It's like it looks fake. It's like yeah, as right, soon as yeah.
0: remember the Wonder Bra. Remember Wonder Bra when that yeah. wasn't out and like at first everybody wanted to have the wonder bra and you had great, great cleavage right but then you saw it later after years of it going on you're like a wonder that looks like a wonder bra like you know it right you're like that's a wonder bra yeah her boobs I, don't do that that's that, don't do that they <laughs> don't defy <laughs> gravity and point like up at the sky like that <laughs> they don't, not that size anyway
1: <laughs> anyway so bring it back to business.
0: and then you started well no but just you got, what happens is that because of that, because it's so inundated because everybody's seen it, they've even done it, that they're, they're not interested. It's not sexy anymore. It's clearly, um, fake. It's clearly put on. And what people long for in response to that is reality. They long for real connection because that's what they want to get. Yep. That's what they want. Yeah
1: the realness um and it you know let's just kind of summarize it because otherwise we'll sit here and talk about it for the next hour or two hours oh the
0: five questions you're not getting out of this oh, rachel's shit. gonna try ah, ha, ha, ha. okay guys it wasn't she was gonna try did you see that she tried to get out of it i'm gonna start right <laughs> now these are for everybody so okay. those those who are with us in the chat i see you in there mm-hmm. um you can answer these questions too so i want you to think, to answer this question, give me five authentic things that you love about yourself. That's the easy one, I think. Well, maybe not.
1: I love that I have an adventurous personality because it's taken me to places and got me, got to know some really amazing people. Um, I love that I am so open-minded that I can see different perspectives and, and go on that journey. I love that my family are so important to me. I love, um, <laughs> no, it's getting hard <laughs> <else? laughs> on. What, what else? Um, I love that I try so many things. But people sometimes look at that and go, oh, and you never stick to anything. Well, actually, no, I'm just trying things out. Because um, I love learning. Okay, there you go, number five. I love learning. I love that I love learning. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love that you love that. Thank
1: you. And you? What do you love that?
0: Okay, yeah. And this is is a little bit hard because it goes right up against that feeling of, am I bragging? Is it bragging to say I love this about myself? But no, it's not. So I'm going to take that and remember it. I love that I love to laugh and that I'm a positive person. Mm. I know that I am. I know that I have bad moments, but I am a positive person and it shows. So I love that. I love uh, that I can see the humor in pretty much any situation you throw at me. I will find the humor in that situation.
1: It's a bitch sometimes.
0: It is a bit, <laughs> But, you know, I love it because it has, it's been a lifesaver yeah. in hard moments. My humor has saved my life and I love that. I love that I'm loyal. Hmm. I am a loyal person. I've got—I don't know—maybe it's some like dog quality going on. But I will hang out. I will stick in there. I will make good girl. uh, Even when it gets tough, uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. (laughs) I love that. Okay. What else? Okay. Now this is really hard. Why is the last two hard? Okay, go. Uh, I love that. I could be. Accused of being spacey and woo-woo because it means that I get to explore um, What's unknown? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to explore what's unknown which is very much like rage. where We share that in common um, What else? One more. <laughs> so, um, I want to be better and I look for opportunities to improve myself and I look for opportunities to go into compassion when I really don't want to. Mm. I, try, I try to take the high road as much as I possibly can and if I've gone low, I will try to come back and go, go back high and I love that about myself. Mm. Okay, let's look at what people have got here. We've got Monica says she loves the gift, uh, that she has the gift to uplift others. That is true. Beautiful. She, Shannon says that loyalty is her highest value. Oh, I love that. Monica says her sense of humor, her positive energy, she's always her and she's always authentic and that she loves unconditionally. Mm. Those are beautiful. Beautiful. These are good, you guys. I should have cheated and looked at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) No, these are really great. Um, Now, what are five things Okay. <laughs> Five true things that you wish others didn't see. Now I came let me preframe this. I came up with this uh based on the, the fact that we see each other so much now on social media and we can really edit ourselves if we choose to. But when you do Facebook Live or Talk Live, there is no editing. Mm -hmm. so this was this was very illuminating but um five things that you wish other people didn't see because this is the beauty of authenticity your imperfections
1: ah i think so okay so one of them is that i don't always know the right words like the words don't come to me sometimes and i trip over my words and i get lost in my train of thought and i i feel like a bumbling idiot (laughs) (laughs) i I wish people didn't see that part of me um what else feel free to sort of Back and forth. Well, you oh, want a tit-tat? Yeah. Okay, well, I would actually
0: say that, too, but specifically, too, um, is that I, I don't see very well without my glasses, especially on an, any uh, device, so I have to wear them, and thank God these are cute. But also, I'm dyslexic, and I have a hard time um, reading, cold, reading cold reading. That's what they would call it in, in, in the acting world, on the fly. So sometimes when I'm reading people's comments as I'm Facebook living and it's, if I don't have my glasses on, you're going to see me going, because <laughs> it's like trying to figure it out fast. Um, and that's embarrassing
1: for me, but it's real. It's who I am. Okay. One more. Oh, you got to get some more. Let's go. Okay. I what think what's something I don't want is I don't want people to see. Is
0: yeah, yeah, it's the five things that are authentic about you, but you're kind of hoping people don't see.
1: Um, uh, you know what? I, I think it's pretty well seen and I'm mostly comfortable with it, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's that other wild side of me, that really wild, um, you know, most people saw it when I was out there being Chantel Austin, which was a nice way of putting a little mask on myself because then I could be Chantel and then I could be mm-hmm. me. So Chantel was the the swinger who was into all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. And I love I loved I mean we haven't really been doing that been in that space for a little while now, but um yeah, that part of me is still there that wants to explore and play and, and try some other stuff that's still on my fuck it list.
0: <laughs> fuck it. Literally. <laughs>
1: okay. but, but
0: but um Does that, does it bother you that that people might know that she's out there? Because she is a sort of persona
1: that's out there. Yeah, it is a persona that's out there. And I think it it wasn't an issue for a lot of years in the middle, but it feels, and this is where it's not, there's not shame around it. It's because I've shifted into a different place where, here it is, it's around the spiritual versus the sexual.
0: Uh
1: So I've stepped more into a spiritual aspect of my life, which I'm not ashamed about but I don't tend to talk too much about how far in it I am. But then I never really talked about how far in the swinging scene I was either. Um, so, but it's the the duality. So now I'm hanging around a lot more spiritual people. There's a bit more of a, I'm not so sure about how they go of knowing with that part of my life.
0: There's more connection than you're giving yourself. Oh, like you, you, you've got there's. So that's her journey right there is a, a, how to merge the two together. Where do they connect? Mm-hmm. Like, where is there common ground between those two? Pieces. I have some
1: very good ideas. Let's just
0: keep talking about Rach, but it's... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. One of the things, let's see. Oh, this one is huge for me. Mm. Um, so one of the things that I wish others didn't see was how much my body fluctuates. Mm. We do a lot of live stuff. And in fact, uh, Rach just posted um, a... podcast Podcast that we did in at Christmas time I look really puffy look really different I look very different now Um, and there was a part of me that was like oh should just take that down (laughs) you know like (laughs) no one needs to see that now because it might confuse them Um, but the truth is that my body does fluctuate and also that there's a lot of stuff I'm learning about it Um, That is different than what I thought. I always thought it was a weight thing. Mm. It's not quite that, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. Um, which makes it easier to, to show people. But honestly, I have been on camera at times that I have not wanted you guys to see me. I've been on camera at times where... I was going through a patch where my hair was falling out a lot, and it was weird. My hair was being weird, and yet I had to be out there. And I've been on camera at times where I knew I'd put on some weight, and I didn't want to be out there. But the beauty of just being out there was I I had to go fuck it, right? Mm -hmm. Before we hit play, I just had to be like, fuck it, this is it. Either I'm there for a bigger reason, Mm -hmm. or it's all about me.
1: And that's the and thing, we talked about that too, is I mean, we've, we've been sharing a few of our own stories here and we don't want to get too lost in just, <laughs> here's, here's my, my warts and all. Um, but it, it was about, shit, I've lost my train of thought again. God damn it. <laughs> what <laughs> well, were you
0: saying before I, 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 that? I had, okay, so what I had said is that um, I had to make a choice. I had to say fuck it and I had to make it about something
1: bigger. Ah. Than that. That's what it was. There's the antidote. Um, we got this from a channeling session we did yesterday and that's another thing. We channel, I channel. Oh, yeah. Now you know. Yes. Um, but it is to, to, when we get into that place of fear, the focus is on internal it's like oh what are they going to think about me what are, what's going to happen to me if i do this whereas when you can step into a bigger purpose and i've seen plenty of people do this and um you know i'm watching a, a beautiful friend of mine who's in network marketing and her purpose is all about sharing and helping other people because her focus is external and what she can change in the world and how she can help other people um and we do this too when we get in that space of how we can help other people Then the focus stops being about us and the fear of what can happen. It's, oh, how can I help that person? It helps you to step out there further, to not even worry about what other people are going to think because you're focused. And this is actually what happened when I did Chantel. That's how I got over my own judgment around it and fear of what people are going to think. Because, you know, standing out there as a swinging expert and swingers coach, (laughs) you're going to get judged for that. But it didn't. I was able to get past that when I started to focus on the fact that then when I would get out into the media and talk about it, that people would contact me and say, oh, thank you so much. I've been looking for someone who I can talk to about this. So while I was a shining light for judgment and ridicule, I was also a shining light for those people who really needed my help or needed to be let know that they're not weird, they're not, um, there's nothing wrong with them and that they can do this and enhance their relationships. So that's the antidote. There you go.
0: Yeah, and actually, that is the key to authenticity, I would say, in just doing your work. You want to be authentic? Stop making it about your Mm. presentation, about how people see you, and make it about what are you doing for them. Mm. Exactly.
1: That seems like a very nice place to wrap that up. Wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) So we would love for you to, if you if you're watching the video later on, um, to share you know some things about you, the things that you love about yourself, and maybe just a couple of things if you dare, um, that you wouldn't like the world to see. But know that we will completely love and accept you as you are, no matter what you say. Um, and we would love to connect with you in the uh, in the group, and talk to you more about this authenticity thing. Sound good? That sounds.
0: Good. I like that. In fact, we'll be there. we <laughs> am there right now. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, until next time, relax. We got this. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick ass and sparkly lady unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.